Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Hello, la, la. <laughs> you know when your your brain and your mouth just like glitch. Oh my god! Putting that in the beginning. Blooper reels. Yeah, that's hundred percent. Let everybody know. Okay, okay. Hello, loyal listeners and new friends to episode. Welcome to episode thirty nine. Yo, I'm the one that's sick, you know. Like you're out here, you like, know, my my mind is just, you know, so focused on your health and well being right now that you know I can't wow. focus. Right. What a what a cheesy answer. I know, right? <laughs> you think that's what's going to get you off? All right. Um, How are y'all doing this week? How is this week for you too? I know. I died. Rough. <laughs> we're, my way out. we're patiently waiting for Vinan's resurrection. We're trying to pull in Jesus, but it didn't happen. <laughs> Rough week. <laughs> Tough week. For Still both of y'all? Yeah. I thought it would be like, I thought even if you had a lot of hard work, it was like a good week. Mm, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I know who told you that. Like, yeah, I'm son. Um, <laughs> I had like a busy like long hour week, but it was still it was still good. Well, good for you. At least somebody had a good week. Uh, well, yeah. hopefully we turn it around for next week. Hopefully, all of you guys had a great um, Easter weekend. For those of y'all that are listening, um, look, I'm really trying to backtrack and figure out who it was I came in contact with that got me sick, so I can knife them. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times because I know I didn't just get sick on my own like that that, that doesn't happen I don't just get sick if I we had to, cool I have music to come in contact with someone <laughs> well he didn't he, he said I didn't get sick all by myself but it would have been a great time to play that song all by myself no no trust me I've been sitting down I've been like in my head like thinking who did I come in contact with like outside this apartment like you may went to the gym and then sick. but it was before that and whatnot, so. anyway um no so, so don't no wipe down the machines and then you get sick you know like, you just... know you know if it if it had to have happened, if it had to have been like I got sick at the gym, I believe it's exactly what you say in there, Danny. And the main reason why I believe that, that day we went, for some reason, like I felt like the gym was like extra packed. It's like people I had like never seen before and whatnot. So it was like uh, like who are all you all you people? You know, because you've been on our gym vibe, going to the gym yep. every day, you know. Yeah. You know, kind of first name basis with the people and the friend. The guy's like, Hey, how you doing? Like you here again, like, yeah dog, you know, it's me, your boy, back up in this bitch type thing. So yeah, had to be one of those newies who probably got me sick. I'm kind of jealous, though, about um, Within's friend-desk friendships and whatnot, because it's like we all checking in at the same time, but I like I don't know if it's my rest in mysteries or what. Like, nah, B, because I'm just cool, and everybody wants to know what's going on in that cool guy. I, I feel like Within is just a more approachable person. You what? think so? Oh my god, this is the first. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew that would gather a reaction. <laughs> 
And you don't remember when we were in like A level somebody said like yeah he's very unapproachable like Yeah, I remember that too. Come around full circle. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so, like so what now, guys... I, I just I just absorbed his unapproachability. Uh? I guess I think so. Now that you absorb the polio's name, then yeah. Like just... one of the friend guys friend this guy's like, you know what? Yeah, next time I'm up there working out, psh, come work out with me and all I'm like, alright dog, bet. Yeah, we'll do this. The thing is, I feel like Anushka is okay with with like everybody she meets, like, but it's just a okay. But I feel like Vernon has a deeper connection with people that like him and people that he like. So like, if the friend does like him, like that'll be like a deeper personal connection than Anushka could make. Okay, I'm going but, to be honest. I don't but think Vernon won't have that with everybody. No, but I, I don't think it's. I'm going to be honest. I'm thinking Anushka tries so hard. I'm going to be honest. Wow. Oh my gosh. And I'm just out here, like, yeah, I'm just going to the gym to go and get this done and over with. And then the guy talks to me, so I'm like, I'm not going to be an asshole about it. So I'm going to talk back. And the next thing I know, he's like, yeah, he likes it. So I'm like, all right, cool. We boys now. We, we. I'm also like, so, ugh, with your comment, like, Anushka's just okay with people. Because you know, like, I, I feel like you just described my, like, like current life friendship struggle in a nutshell. Yeah, you you like corporate America. Like, hi, Bob. Hi, Sam. <laughs> right? Like, just hi, speak. Jim. Like, just like, you because, know. No, because I, I think it's more than that. Because, you know, they have the savage people in the office who, like, don't even know everybody's name and tell them hi. I'm, like, more than on a first name basis with people. You know, they'll tell me about their kids. I could say the family stories. But, like, how but do will I... they invite you to gym with them? Exactly. Like, how do I take it a step... <laughs> like... How do I take it a step further? And do I have to take it a step further and be like, hey, what are you happy about? Or do to, they I, have like to? I've told them this like millions of times already. I feel like you have to have common interest with the person for you to take it a step further. Wanting to get a drink. You can't take it a step further somewhere you have no common interest with because then you're just listening in silence with nothing to talk about. But exactly. you, know, you know, I never sit down with nothing to talk about. That's your problem also, maybe. But is what you're talking about substantial? Ugh. <laughs> anyway wait 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 so hey we can literally as we say that my friend i just noticed my friend kevin messaged me he's like he sent me a gif from that um jamaican bombsled team movie you know the thing sanka you dead he said that for me see if i'm alive <laughs> must be nice <laughs> we're not just gonna go get that <laughs> I have like one friend here. <laughs> oh my god! Ooh, and then now they all of their friends that listen to the podcast. Ooh, like am <laughs> I that Texas? friend? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> am I not that friend? Oh my gosh! No. Drama. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Fun fact: all the people who listen to um the podcast are Adani's friends. So, okay. friend Ford, I didn't have anything for the week, but I do. I do have something. Uh-huh. So, guys, remember a couple of weeks, maybe a month or two ago, those guys put out that documentary about Michael Jackson? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh my God, cancel Michael Jackson. Even like Oprah was like, oh my God, cancel Michael Jackson. Like everybody in the street, they pitchforked and they touch. It's like, Rah! like, more, burn that house down. Fuck that nigga. Blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Turns out, Lifetime pulled in the documentary. Because there are holes in it. Apparently, <laughs> money was exchanged. People are lying. 
the documentary is not true. Oh, <laughs> shocking. Not really. Like I said that from the beginning, we know that dude lied. If his mother yeah. was saying he lied and whatnot. So here's my question now. So what happens now, cancel culture? Since you're canceled Michael Jackson, does he get uncancelled now? Ain't nobody cancelled oh, Michael Jackson. You say that, but a lot of like Disney were like move, moving his music from shit and whatnot. So like, does he get uncancelled now? See, that's your problem. You're too quick to cancel without getting the full side. The people, the, the, what happens is, right, the people who, because Michael, Michael was not like R. Kelly. Like, everybody went to cancel R. Kelly. Michael was like, people were like, oh, leave, the, leave Michael alone. He's dead. He didn't do these things. On that side, of people were like, I know who Michael is. He did these things. You know, just him hanging out with a boy was already wrong, etc., etc. So the people who fought like that, that were ready to cancel Michael and that probably did cancel Michael, still going to be adamant that, you know, well, we don't know the truth, but I still think he's guilty. I still think he did it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, so they're going to be like that. So they're not going to admit that they were wrong. I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong. I don't know the full story. Maybe he didn't do something wrong. But here's my, my thoughts and yeah, my whole theory and everything there. If the U.S. government has the FBI investigate you, for multiple years. Not like this, you know, like like three months, they do investigation, they come back, yeah, we didn't find anything, la la la, move along, like multiple years on in there, and it's a known thing. Yeah? I feel like from what people say, it's like 10 plus years, FBI was investigating this dude. And they find nothing on you. When is the last time you heard the FBI didn't find anything on a black person? <laughs> It, it, like but, where, but where in the history? The thing is, ever, then he yeah, they were investigating before he was woman. before he was white. Eh? <laughs> From before he was white, they investigated. Where you ever heard anybody? I don't find nothing on you. So they didn't find anything on you when you were black when you transitioned. They find nothing, really. Psh, come on, you ever see how they shoot people? And like the the police immediately, oh my god, he pulled a gun and somehow a gun materialized out of nowhere. You tell me they couldn't make nothing materialize out of nowhere for him, right? So you tell I me, guess. they didn't find anything, but these two fellas can put out a documentary and Oprah out here, friends and center, like, yeah, to hell with him. But I'm like, Oprah, really? Like, that's what you're doing for yourself, dog? Like, <laughs> I, I like, think a lot of that this is people looking for people to cancel to get rich. <laughs> so is, is all the easy targets going to get plucked regardless of if they're guilty or not? People just going to start looking for things to, like... Oh, but he did this and he did that. And then when when some other people do things, gonna be like, yeah, don't worry about that. That was fine. They were justified. Blah, blah. So I don't know. It's just based on popularity. Like we spoke about last week, I think that, you know, certain people are safe and certain people aren't. That's, that's just like... Life. When I read that, like, <laughs> when I read that this week, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, you were out there. You were willing to kill this man. You were willing to dig him up to kill him again. And it turns out the dude lied. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's all I had for this week, actually. Yeah. All right. So um, then. Moving on to more news. Other news, right? <laughs> um, many of you maybe saw on social media um, Bujo Banton uh, was supposed to perform in Trinidad this past Easter weekend. And um, the Saturday before his Sunday performance, he. Um, was uh approached by um he got a knock on the door in his hotel room it was the trinidad police with a search warrant for his hotel room um looking for god knows what but you know smell you know looks like a scheme smells like a scheme 
um, highly likely that it is. Um, so I think just kind of unfair and, you know, just poor taste. Um, Targeted. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but it kind of rectified, quote unquote, really quickly. I don't know if they were expecting that they would do that and then Buju wouldn't, you know, he put it out on his old Instagram, right? Yeah. So, of course, everybody starts circulating whatever and then probably like within a few hours, if so much, then you see in a post with um, Buju and the commissioner of police, you know, saying... You know, sorry, man, that should have never happened. The greatest comeback ever, in my opinion. I saw a video, apparently last week, Wednesday, Buju just went to this random street party and was, like, DJing and performing. I'm like, what? Like, like, this is the time to be in Jamaica, clearly. Yeah, who doesn't love Buju right now? Like, they might just show up at a random party and next thing you know... People in this part of the world, right, on the west coast of the U.S. are asking me, how can they see Buju? Would he ever come back to the U.S.? How can they get tickets? (laughs) How can they they view his music? How can they, like, I'm like, bro, you probably have to go down to the Caribbean. Because to me, that's the only place he's performing is in that region right now. And you're probably going to have to get travel Tortula or, or somewhere in the future where he's gonna be. Would you go in Africa before he come yeah. back? Here, before he come back to the US? Eh? I, I don't blame him. I don't be right. Well, <laughs> yeah. a lot of these um Jamaican artists, you know, that's what they end up doing. A lot of them they don't necessarily do much tours in the US. Like if they do anything, for the most is like Miami and New York. But a lot of them is like the Caribbean and Europe. They spend a lot of time over there in mm-hmm. Europe, like and Africa and whatnot. So. I mean, what you expect? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, so but Buju, Buju, I think 2019 is Buju year. Yeah, you can agree that. Mm-hmm. Very much. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, in other news, very sad, um, there was bombing in Sri Lanka today, specifically targeted towards churches, hotels, and there were over 200 people killed. So imagine you there at church on Easter Sunday, and That's then wild. so it's like it's it's a very sad, sad reality that we live in with all of this, you know, terrorism, and you never know, and you know that kind of thing. And one of the articles were saying, you know, Sri Lanka is a place that multicultural, multi religions, multi, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of different representation, um, and you know, for that to come and be done on Easter Sunday, it's a real, you know, attack on freedom and and that kind of. Um, thing. and while we on that, we also had the Notre Dame fire. Yes, yes. As well. Yes. And people are trying to like raise money to you know rebuild this cathedral and whatnot. And um, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think that should be done. And I, I even saw a Catholic, this lady, she's like, I'm a devout Catholic. And I'm going to be honest, I don't think we should be wasting money rebuilding this old building. The money we are we, we, um, raising, we should be using it to, to feed like people. four poor people. And, and there's a million other things we can fix in the world. And I agree. Like, Yeah, there were a lot of things coming out saying, okay, yes, we understand. Burn, God wanted it to burn. Okay, <laughs> that's my start. Um, there, there were other articles and people saying, you know, as if how quickly the rich came to support Notre Boy. Dame, and I understand it's France, 
but it's people were saying but people in flint still don't have I've clean w- water right? as you say that this yeah. week a judge of ruled that people of flint can sue the city they should have been suing the city already but you know it's a mess it's a mess Yo, so we'll be living the, the most annoying part about this is african countries are giving back to france for the rebuilding of Notre Dame. Yo, that's France, wild. France, who had so many of these African countries, pay them um, and be in their debts, basically. So, well, but sending people back because of uh, oh, oh, refugees, we don't want them in our country. Uh, and Danny just problems. even another word, right? Re- what is it? Repa- Re- repatriation? Reparation. Reparations? Reparations. Right? Yeah. Right? That, you know. African countries giving money for that when, you know, y'all didn't want to give us reparations. And I understand it's like, oh, we need to preserve our history. But like, I mean, even if you have to think of black history and, you know, a lot of the history that has been lost. And you know what? I don't want us to downplay, you know. How much of African history is related to Notre Dame? I just, I just asked like a serious question. I don't know. Like, how, how, how many people know about Notre Dame other than Disney movies, like seriously, and video games. Maybe, maybe slaves built it. That maybe like, the if anything, in my humble opinion, the Vatican and the religious organizations that are Catholic around the world should be the only organizations putting money towards the rebuilding of Notre Dame, and that's only if the people who attend your church have clothing, have housing, have clean water, have food, right? So yeah, until I, you I, check all the things off, you carry be like Yeah, like I think I saw in the first like twenty-four hours, like three hundred million or two hundred million had been raised for Notre Dame. Yeah. Like literally these people who are the top one percent of the world. Sorry to sound like Bernie Sanders. But these people are the top one percent of the world, right? He has a point. Have enough money to end all the problems in the world, yeah, but, but they only choose the problems that they want to end. Exactly. So, so them had a fire. We go. We need to fix this. This is historical, but, right? This is the. the you know, but even the even somebody about... starving right outside your doorstep and okay. you never but, give but them like ten dollars. Look at that. Somebody on Twitter again, a while back, tweeted something. They say, "Have you ever tried telling the white people that the dogs in Flint are suffering too?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. To get them to clean the water. <laughs> because if it's one thing, boy, Peter quick to jump on everybody back and go to fix every problem, eh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. other thing, even if you don't approach it from a racial or cultural perspective, even just things like putting your money for things like the environment, right? Climate yep. change is a thing, right? Just, just kind of, there's destruction happening, you know, in all kinds of different ways. And you know what? We don't know enough about the people to who gave money to, to know what it is that they do and don't do. But like still, let me you show know, that, let me show that again. you know, like how is, how is that going to make the world a better place? But let me show you let You'll see the speed of which people come and donate money to rebuild Notre Dame. We even see a game company give away a game for free. Immediately, the game just go and see this. They give the game away for free, and every and like for every copy, I think they give away. They give it money back to Notre Dame, kind of thing. Mm. So far, they've given back like half a million dollars or some shit like that. Okay, yo, rushing to give money to rebuild Notre Dame. I bet you nobody's going to rush to rebuild those churches that got bombed in Sri Lanka. Mm. 
And I bet you them churches smaller than Notre Dame and go take less money to rebuild them. Yeah. I don't know. Because I guarantee you those churches that got bombed in Sri Lanka are a lot more than just churches. I sure they feeding poor people out, uh, homeless people out of those churches. I sure those churches probably have part of it that are shelters for homeless people and whatnot. But you know, we're going to go and save Now, will they, will they receive the same amount of donations as what Notre Dame received? I don't think they're going <laughs> to receive donations. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The only good thing I'll say about Notre Dame is I read a story about now black churches that had been burnt for the last two years all over America were now getting more donations because of what happened to Notre Dame. So because of what happened to Notre Dame, people realized that a fire in a black church was important and more money was going to them as well. So if so, Notre Dame did small, get good, a small nobody would have cared. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's wild. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Danny, you want to give the last news stories? Or? Oh, yeah. Moving on to a, a funny but concerning story. Uh, <laughs> um, billionaire Jack Ma, who owns the, uh, well, he's the co-founder of the Alibaba group. For those of you who don't know, Alibaba and AliExpress, basically the Chinese Amazon. So he's basically Chinese Jeff Bezos. Um, he... Um, endorsed a 12-hour, six-day-a-week work week for his employees and any employees. Uh, you call it about the 996 schedule. So you'd work from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and from Monday to Saturday or basically any six days a week. So you'd only have one day off and 12 hours off a day. And he was basically saying that people who don't want to do that don't have the country's best interest in the um, company's best interest in heart. They don't care about the company and they're not passionate about what they do. Um, Later on, he tried to come back and see basically that people who didn't work 12 hours a a day were not invested in themselves. Uh, Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, when, you, when you're a billionaire, you can say all kind of things, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say all kind of things. But because you get rich on the back of people like that, and um, the people who work for you usually don't have the option to to tell you no because you have the option to just replace them and get somebody else that's poor and looking for a job, etc. So yeah. it's really a sick world. <laughs> um, you say it's a sick world. I mean, maybe I just so used to it or I maybe I'm sick too, maybe because I'm sick. You know, but I think that's how I think that's how the world is always going to be. There's going to be a, a unequal distribution of wealth. Somebody's always always going to be getting rich on the back of somebody else. But I think we're at a point where the distribution of wealth is so disproportionate. It's crazy. You would say I mean, Jeff Bezos divorced his wife, mm-hmm. split his money with her, and this nigga is still the richest person. Come on, man. That's that's just wrong. But, well, you see, that's the that's the problem, right? Because I, I too think that there will always be somebody that has to be the head of a company, somebody that's a CEO, somebody that has it better than everybody else. My thing is that, right, the gap between how good you have it as a CEO versus how good your employees have it should never be this big, right? Uh, the gap I between... Nah, I, I you because let me tell you that. Yes, you, yes. The, you will always make more, more money than the janitor. Yes, exactly, exactly. You you will make more money than the janitor, right? But you should not be making two hundred and fifty billion. I don't agree. While your janitor makes five grand, like that shouldn't be the case. 
Uh, I, I I don't know. I agree with that because at the end of the day, you the the goal of the business is to make money. It's not to be a charity. Uh, you know, it's not to be yeah. a charity. Hold on, I... hold on, right? You just to stop you. What were you about? To, what you're about to say there? The business is already making money. You do not have to be a billionaire too. The biz the business is a billion dollar business. You nah. you are separate from the business. Nah, do you nah, know that nah. Jeff Bezos do you know that Jeff Bezos pays himself like eighty grand out of the company, right? But he's still a billionaire. So how does that come about? Yeah, because he pays himself it's... eighty grand a month, but he's still a billionaire. He still has two hundred fifty dollars billion dollars, right? Yeah, because because it's his, his. It's, it's he his has company. the shares and you he know the, the profits of it come to him exactly. So if you pay in yourself eighty billion, it's eighty thousand dollars a a month, right? And you taxing yourself, or is it is eighty thousand dollars a year? I think, and you paying your taxes on that, right? You should be able to pay all your employees a fair wage. This excuse about the company is not a charity and it has to be. I, I, I don't. No company, I think, I think be, we should, no okay. company should have 200. This is a, this is a separate episode. Yeah, I think this is a separate episode. Serious. No company should have $250 billion while your company, your, your people work nine hours to 12 hours a day and not getting paid fairly. And this, if y'all in a company that's doing that to y'all, y'all would not like it. But I understand if you were a $250 billionaire. Then it would like you know be different, but even I, I can't see myself having two hundred fifty billion dollars, and having to walk through a company and watch people only make five grand. That's that's unfair. So that's just me. We're gonna talk about this next episode. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, before I move on to your topic, I have a question for you. Um, people, I was again, you know, in my sickness, I was on the internet, I was on the Reddit and whatnot, just and whatnot and i saw a guy made an argument well not made an argument he asked a question he's like what do y'all stand on people you know writing you know going against protesting and asking to take down these like statues of these racist people or you know these things that symbolize the bad times and racism and whatnot so i to ask you what y'all stand on that y'all think these statues of these people should be taken down or y'all think it should be left up um, personally, personally, I don't care about the statues. I don't think taking them down does anything for me personally, but I could see how some people might find these statues offensive okay. if somebody is parading this person around as being this great um, warrior or this okay. great person, but they basically oppressed your people, Okay, you know, so if... Like, there was a statue of Hitler, right? And then other people are saying, well, Hitler was this great commander. You know, he had one of the biggest armies of all time. And then, but it's, you know, outside a, a Jewish um, church, a Jewish school, some Jewish businesses. And, like, you know, people have to look at that every day, knowing that their families got killed yeah. in concentration camps. Then I could, you know, I would see how that would be extremely insensitive. So on that front, then... Yeah, I, I don't mind them being taken down because it's not like the people who put them up, they actually care about them okay. anyway. Okay, <laughs> your stance? Um, I agree with Sadani um, to an extent, but I also feel like a lot of the times it's just 
there's so much polarization, like one or the other, one mm-hmm. or the other, right? Where there are multiple views, multiple perspectives, multiple stories, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the same way, um, you know, okay, do we take this down and put up another statue? Is it that or is it that there needs to be equal representation in the types of statues and stories, right? So not just a white versus black. What about Native American? What about, you know, like um. these kinds of things because to somebody else right even if they don't necessarily stand for you know the confederation or if everybody you know you know that what that everything that that person did was wrong you know um that's somebody's history and ancestry right even if okay. you know what even if they were on the quote-unquote wrong side of, okay. of things um. but um I think it's not to glorify it, but, you know. Here's my stance. I don't think they should be taken off. And here's my reason why I don't think they should be taken off. I think they should be left up to people have a reminder of what happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And if you have a reminder of what happened in the past, I damn sure guarantee you know who to let it happen again. Mm. Uh, you said, hold on, I, hold I on. feel like there's a lot of reminders about what happened in the past. I don't yes. Think. Yeah, ah. and, I, and I agree. But you see, once you start stripping down and taking those things away, as offensive as they are, you immediately start erasing that part of the past. And it makes it harder and harder. Because you have to remember, the U.S. history, they have a way of writing the history how they want it and making the bad guys look like good guys. You have to remember that. So if you start taking down those statues and whatnot, I don't say those statues don't offend people. They do. They offend people and whatnot. Maybe move them into another place. Mm. Don't take them down altogether. Because I think we need a like reminder. A of, I think we need a reminder of what happened. So like we, a museum. Sure, a museum. Maybe put them in the back of the building for like <laughs> Put them in a in a, in a in a in a garden with a bunch of weeds around it for like it. But don't take it down because I people need a reminder of what happened. So it don't happen again. Or if it starts to happen, they be like, yo, that's exactly what happened the last time. We need to stop it in the tracks, kind of thing. That's my take on it. I just wanted to ask you a lot before we move on to the topic. So, all right, um, appreciate that, Vernon. Um, so, today's episode, uh, as you probably saw when you clicked listen for this episode, <laughs> wow, is um, politics versus politics. Um, we all know a lot of the times, um, or at least from our experience, politics in the Caribbean is a very Controversial. Hmm. <laughs> I I paused because I was like, "What is a good word?" Um, but I I mean, people could say politics are controversial everywhere, but I don't know. Just for small islands, small countries, there's just so much um, there. But um, you know, one of the first questions we kind of had to guide ourselves in this was, "What is politics versus?" politics right so for me when i when we say politics it's like all the negative underhanded um events that happen in politics the bubble the oh what's 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 english for bubble the um (laughs) 
dishonesty, bribery, corruption, you know, all of that. More or less the... <laughs> right, right. Just the unfairness and, and all of that. Because I think in the Caribbean, a lot of us maybe have a very negative view of politics because of the things that we have seen happen you know before because of all of the politics we have seen along the way so we all there's almost a perception that politics cannot be clean or you cannot be a uh, you cannot maintain being a good person and being involved in politics because it's not politics it's politics um, so that's and once you cross into that arena, you have to start playing by like you know those rules. Mm-hmm. So, Adani, is do you have a similar view on how we define politics, or you have something else to add? Oh yeah, very similar. Um, you know, politics is basically the nastier side of politics, which is already nasty. Yes. <laughs> so, so politics is already nasty and trickery and all kinds of stuff, and then you get politics, which is People not even trying to play nice, you know. It's just like they don't want to hide it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, well, you know, I'm in charge now, so deal with it. But you know, politics in itself is already very underhanded, especially in the Caribbean region. So, do y'all feel like, Vernon, well, you have anything to add on what you view as politics compared to what we said? No, I, you see, the, I, I think the reason why it's politics in the Caribbean. Is because we don't even try to hide it anymore. That's the thing. Like, like think about it. The last time, think of, wasn't the last time you ever heard of like a scandal in the Caribbean and like there was like a major cover up. Uh. There's never been like some major cover up of some scandal. Like it's just like oh it happened. End of story. They didn't even try to hide it. Like, so it's it, I, I don't know what to do. I don't they, know how to call they it. They tried, anymore, but it wasn't, they it wasn't hit very very well. And then when people found out, there wasn't a big first made. That's not like in the US or in the rest of the world, like Europe. Like, I'm sure they have like major cover ups happening and whatnot. So, so do you feel that Caribbean politics is dirtier than other countries? Or, I don't think so. I think it's more, I think it's simple. Okay, it's more, it's more simple. People don't try covering it up. Like, it should, like, usually what you see is what you get. There's never more to the scandal than, than like, oh my god, like maybe there's more to it. It's, it's always what you see. Mm-hmm. Unlike in like the rest of the world, there's always more to it. Like it's always some underhanded backroom dealing, like madness going on. Okay. Adani, any any other views to add? No. Okay. No I mean later on. <laughs> okay. So so what do we have to say on Adani? If you want to lead us, what do you think is wrong with politics right now? I think this could be major, our whole episode. This question, I see, exactly. I think the major thing wrong with politics right now is um, is the party system. I agree with that hundred percent. I think this idea. In America, in St. Lucia, in most of the Caribbean, that there are only two sets of people that can govern, you know, somewhere. And other countries, other countries have different systems. Some countries that are communists have one party system. So basically, it's just one party that's trampling all the other parties and nobody else gets to run. 
<laughs> um, like China, and then um, there are multi-party systems like in New Zealand and other places where they're like three or four parties. But basically, in the Caribbean specifically, most of our islands have the two-party system. And then there's like a third or fourth party that tries to gain some traction but never does and just ends up like splitting the vote like m- minusculely. And even in America, it's only two parties and um, then anybody else. In, in, in America, I do. They say it's two parties, but it's not two parties because when you look at it, the Democrats themselves they split up into their own little party within a party. Yeah, well, yeah but, both sides. but for the for the same thing. For for the voting purpose, right at the end of it all, whether the Democratic yeah, and Republican party, party are split, yeah. there you either run for party or you be independent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you go through all the well, the Democratic um, party had all that drama in 2016 with um, basically the DNC helping Hillary for her campaign when they were supposed to be um, neutral to both Hillary and Bernie, and then Hillary lost to Trump. So so like. This idea that people are so simplistic that you either a UWP or you are Labour, you either a Democrat or you are Republican, like that doesn't exist anymore. Like those values that these parties well, are. Uh, and and to touch on that point, you know, I think at least in the Saint Lucian political landscape, um, you said what these parties were founded on. I think. What those parties were founded on, you know, back when they were started versus, you know, quote unquote, what they are, you know, what they quote unquote represent today is two different things. So, you know, it's very clear, you know, um, Democrats and Republicans, right, who is, you know, liberally conservative, uh, uh, sorry, who is um, fiscally conservative, who is, you know, socially liberal, like their values are very clear. And there's a lot of differentiation between what one party believes in versus the other. Mm -hmm. I feel like in the St. Lucian landscape, there isn't really, really that at all. Um, You know, I, I don't know which party, you know, cares more about social, you know, giving or, you know, anything like that. That's that's one of the problems, right? Because in St. Lucia, we don't even get to the... um, The The core uh, values of what the party stands for. Yeah, we don't get to the core values. We don't get to um, what the party has to do first. We're easily distracted by a nice song, Colors, and Money in a T-shirt. Right. But that's what I'm saying, right? The parties themselves don't have a strong um, belief. Identity. Identity. Or belief. They have an identity, but it's not based on a p- political belief system, right? That I believe this or that. It's just based on um, historical alliances and allegiances and, and that kind of thing. Like, for instance... If your family was red their whole life, you know, versus if they were yellow their whole life, you know, that kind of thing. And those things just going on generation to generation with without there being a belief system behind even, it and it being tied. It's it, tough, right? Because mm-hmm. so so many times people from the um, politicians from the Labour Party switch over to the other party. Politicians from UWP switch over to the other party. So even the politicians' belief in their own party is not very strong. Well, that's what I was saying, right? The politics ends up being based on the people versus being based on the values, right? It's just, yeah. oh, 
back in the time of this person, you know, or this person did great things for the country. That's why I'll always be with this party, you know. And and you even like we not even getting that far. This person did great things for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what how people think now. This person did great things for my family and me. And when this party is in power, I get contracts, I get jobs, and mm-hmm. I'm taken care of. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 the extent of how we think most of the time. Not even like this part. This party did great things for the country. Right. Nah, this party did great things for me and my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, look at the We had that one instance where the whole country rallied around one man. Eh? Didn't care who was in the party, John Compton. Mm-hmm. That time, all those new UWP people. The reason why those people in power now, they shot all these people, is because we made that mistake of going, yeah, boy, John Compton running again. We rolling him for, for me because yep. we did the best for St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. And he did do the best for St. Lucia. And if he was probably alive, he probably would still would have done amazing things for St. Lucia. But he ended up dying, RIP, and then we got stuck with these idiots that we have now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was very sad. Think um, about, think about it. What y'all think about Jaiver would ever be winning elections like that, just on his own? Very true. They, they, but you see, that's the thing, right? What do you people, think Richard Frederick, no dealer, would have won elections on his own? That's the thing, right? People vote based on what kind of part. The, the, the way the system is now, people vote based on what kind of party mm-hmm. you want in power, not necessarily what kind of the person people. represent you. Right, no, so no, you no, they always just vote for what type of party? Yeah, what you say is true, yeah, Ali. What yeah. I'm saying so, is that so they voted that was an anomaly when they voted for party. a man. Yeah, so they voting to put this party in power, but you don't necessarily like this person that's in your seat or going to represent your community. But because you want that party in power, then you have to vote that way. Mm-hmm. And just hope that, you know, things go your way. Well, to your point earlier about, right, this party has done things for me and my family. And, you know, when this party is in power, like things are good for us. There's the side of the people who try to stay neutral and not get involved in the politics at, they still get uh, at, at all. Right. And it's like, you know be it whatever color it is at the time you know people making assumptions that you know that you you for the other when you just like not trying to get involved in you know the drama at all but it still ends up hurting you and your family oh, in for the, you uh, know, labor in power and i may be the biggest labor ever i'm red red all throughout my house mm-hmm. red boxes red everything <laughs> but i don't really through the street screaming labor mm-hmm. i keep my thing on the down low but immediately, the fact that I'm not out here screaming labor, you only immediately think I'm, I'm for UWP. That, mm-hmm. That's how it, it, it's it's strange. And an anime, you said it right here. Eh? That party system that's the biggest hindrance and the biggest problem in our poli- our politics system. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we need to get rid. Of, we need to get rid of it. Yeah, or, or adapt it, change it up somehow. Because I, I believe, like, somebody can be a good representation of their community. Like, like you know, like like the bus driver thing. Like, you could be very good at representing your community. That's like, could be a bus but, driver who have his head to the street. He know where everything wrong. Exactly, exactly. Everybody he, know him. He could be very dedicated to changing his community, making his community better, bringing jobs back as a bus driver, right? But as a bus driver, can he lead the Ministry of Communications and Works? Exactly. Can he lead... Ministry of Finance, like, you know, for these positions, like, people with, you know, actual knowledge of these things need to be put in place. I think that's why our progress um, in many Caribbean islands is so hindered most of the time, because um, a lot of the time we change in the party every five years, 
and then a new person has to come in that knows nothing about policy, yep. mm-hmm. nothing about, you know, changing the country for the better, but they just won because they were popular and they had a nicer smile and a nicer music, right? And now they're in that seat, and then you have to bring them up to scratch, right? But, so in but those by the time you bring them up to scratch, is the election. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. They have no kind of guidance for where they want the country to go, and every five years you change in the direction you want the country to go. So you ca- how can you have like a 40-year... I want the country to be this forward in 40 years, and then in that um, 40 years, you change governments five times. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, Daddy, you make a good point there, and I agree with you on that one. I believe that you see these people running these these this is like Ministry of Education, Communication and Work. These people need to yeah. be separate from the politicians. Yeah. Yes. Well, so it's like I think a core component that's missing in Indonesian politics is that. Um, local government, right? You shouldn't have to be responsible for a geographic region, a community, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, yeah. a, a business sector for yeah. like a ministry. It, yeah. it, shouldn't it shouldn't be two. Be. Those roles should be separate. So I almost feel like our government needs to be bigger. We need more people involved should at be different levels. Ministry of Communications and Works, you should also have an engineer in mm-hmm. charge of that. I think so. And ministry of Health, it's supposed to be somebody who has somebody some in a medical in the, field. Yeah, in a yeah. medical degree in a medical field. Or, or even just public health. Right? Finance, it's supposed like... to be somebody who's economic or finance, economic, something. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people in charge of um, social equity, home affairs, like all these things, you need to have expertise some kind of fields. knowledge and expertise in that field. Like, you know, if you're in a company, right, you're not going to just hire somebody off the street you know, that has a nice smile and, and good bone structure to lead your company and, and do vital things in your company. Like, you know, that's... So we have to start treating those things like, you know, like we want progress to be made, not just about the party this and the party that. So, yes, you can have somebody representing your community, right? And that's a, its own election. And then you can have somebody representing the various ministries. And that can be, um, you know independently um, adjudicated, like a, another board can be responsible for and, that. And that's the thing, Adani, there, there, there are levels of that in St. Lucia. It's just they're still kind of controlled or appointed on a party level. They're exactly. mayors, they are um, senators and these things, yeah. but it's still, you know, it's out of the people's hands. Yeah. It's appointed. Yeah. Um, it's the party win, who I can do favors for. Mm-hmm. I owe that money. Give me how much for my campaign. So let me make him a senator. That kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I guess that's the other thing we we haven't spoken about in detail, right? Like all of these handouts and back scratching and that kind of thing. There's yeah. no. It's public knowledge, but there's no checks and balances yeah. on it. And um, especially as people, we just kind of accept. That oh that's just how it is or oh you're no, here that is not just how it is. It or oh like you're here so and they or they saying you know they they working together on whatever project and who buys shares in whatever yeah. you know that kind of be. thing. That's it. When you see people bidding for contracts, they need to do in depth investigation into the people bidding for the contracts and make sure that in no way, shape, or form any appointed 
person in government or political person has anything to do with that business. Well, the but thing right, is, it would no. be difficult eh, because when the countries are so small and people related and that kind of thing, you it, know, it's, it's not dif- I, I no, don't you think see, so. the, the problem is, right, I don't mind that you are bidding for a contract and you have some kind of tie to the company. However, I want the process fair. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I want it to be publicly announced. Right? I exactly. want everybody to have the same amount of time to um, put in their applications. I want everybody to get a fair screening. And by right, the... you're supposed to take the person who puts in the bid, the lowest bid. Yeah. Low, well, the lowest and, and best, best bid. Value. Yeah, yeah, best value. Lowest and best value. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of times, that's what happens. They don't... It, and I mean, so don't don't it, drum up that bid to like a million dollar for a five hundred thousand dollar project and then give it to yourself. <laughs> no, because like, <laughs> I've seen it where my brother is giving me examples of when he was back home in Central years working, where people put it in contracts to build gutters in communities, and he know for a fact there are people who put in. He know for a fact the person who got the contract, the people who put in bids that were ten to twenty thousand dollars lower. Mm. But for some reason, they still want to that other person and either the gutters don't get built or they get built and they're not done properly. Mm. They break and in no time, the same flooding still happening. I think that's another thing we need, an oversight committee. Because a lot of these things happen because there is no, there is yeah. no kind of oversight. We need oversight. <laughs> well, and I'm... an oversight committee not elected by the Caribbean. Uh, Caribbean. <laughs> an oversight committee that is unbiased. And they have no affiliation to any of the parties. But had an oversight committee that actually has power, yes, right, and That's that and that cannot be influenced to it or you know have fear tactics used on them, right? Like I think it might not be may or may not be applicable to Saint Lucia. It's difficult to tell, right? But there are other countries in the Caribbean where people are afraid to you know show any political allegiance or whatever for fear of their lives and safety. And that yeah. kind of thing, yeah. so it's you know it's a very tricky situation. Very. I it... personally, you see on this whole, on this whole stance of politics and and government and whatnot. Because I was thinking about that eh, a while back. Like, if I had to move back to Saint Lucia, how would I be? How would I go about voting? What would the voting process look like for me? Like in making a decision, and. For me, it came down to, at the end of the day, I don't care about party. I colorblind. All I'm looking for is who is going to do the best for the country. That's all I care about. Eh? I don't care about color and, and party and, and who giving that t-shirt to $500 in it and, and, and all that. I want to know who in the long run is going to do the best for the country. I'm not talking about who talking the biggest game. Because I say nothing. They just get up there, they just talk big game. I go to do this, I go to that, and they get in there and do nothing. Silence. So we have to we have to figure out a way to sit down. Be that we look at the person's track record. Mm-hmm. We look at what they did in the in the in their own personal life and their business and whatnot to gauge well. Will it be the right person for me? You see, you see, that's another thing, right? Like, how do you gauge that based on like two or three political rallies where people just get up there and they shout and well, they call the parties? That's name. what I'm like, saying. We need debates. We need um. Um, town halls where you get to ask the exactly. questions. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think we, we, we base that on those political rallies. Because what you're saying is, is exactly what we need, those debates, mm-hmm. those town halls. We need those things. Yeah, our our political, you know, activities have not 
evolved yeah. for the evolution of society. I need to be able right? to look a candidate in his eye and ask him a question. And I can see maybe he give me an answer right away because he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he stumbled and he tried to bullshit me. And mm-hmm. immediately that tell me, well, mate, I know what he's about. I know what nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Move along. Kind of but thing. that's the thing. I feel yeah. like the politicians themselves are running the game of how politics Of course, and because they're afraid. They know like, if they get exactly. caught in those kind of things, they will look like fools and, and nobody and will they vote don't, for them. And they don't want to stand the people you know in the in the face or the people that actually can can ask the difficult okay. questions because a lot of the population that falls for the 500 dollars you know like it's getting the the votes right of the people who don't care or not as invested they just care about the 500 dollars let me give you, you a, let me give you an example there. let me give you a, a prime example of the short-sightedness and the lack of care i guess I, we can give it, we can put. I talked to my father last week. I think it was maybe Sunday or Monday. I was talking to him, and he was telling me basically he don't see the banana industry lasting more than maybe another four years in St. Lucia. So, my first question to him was that so, what are all these farmers in the countryside going to do? And he tell me honestly, he doesn't know. He said, unlike them, he know he has diversified and he's growing all other crops and whatnot. But he said, the government, Ministry of Agriculture, not telling the people to do that. They still are telling the people, yeah, go ahead, but grow your bananas, grow your bananas, whatever, whatever. When they know damn well, the banana industry is dying. So, if the industry is going to die, all these people are going to be stuck with all this land and all these bananas there. And what are they going to do? You can't do nothing for them. And they vote y'all in because you're telling all the banana industry going to make it and you're going to be able to survive and you're going to be able to eat. And, and that's the other thing, right? I feel like our politics uh, and governance is not honest. They it's don't. Not. They they like to say, oh yes, we're working on this. Oh yes, we're doing that. Always talking about the positive story versus just painting, okay, realistically this is the situation you know before, that we're in for us to change we need to do x x x listen x, to this right before when i was younger my father used to sell bananas and the way it is you go you cut all your bananas you box up your bananas and you go and you sell they inspect they take what's good and they give you the rejects now they allocated how much bananas you can sell so they'll come and tell you you can sell a hundred boxes, but you may have a farm that produces three hundred boxes of bananas. So now you have another two hundred boxes on your hand, and you don't know what to do. And hey, that's eh? You have to try they, and offload it at the market. Hold on, eh, daddy. <laughs> hold on, hey, that they are, they allocated my friends, eh? Mm. So I may get a hundred boxes. Anushka may only get 50 boxes eh, because she not has school. Yeah, because yeah, I'm just okay. She's just okay yeah. with the man. You know? We had the with boys. That's on her. You know? We had the, <laughs> we, we had the, the officer with boys. We just drink together. So yeah. they might give me a hundred boxes. Dominoes, Dominoes is red. You know? He make, me <laughs> a, he make me the godfather of one of his children. So he give me a hundred boxes. I feel like Dominoes is the, uh, the Caribbean equivalent to golf. <laughs> <laughs> like, people do just do hard business over Dominoes, oh, you know, like, like deals you know, and everything. <laughs> you, know, you don't know how much um, country policy was get made over Dominoes. I, I know, right? Yeah. Dominoes um, are a couple of beds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some bounties, some crystal lime, <laughs> and a Dominoes. Yeah. But yeah, it's stuff like that. It's It's like... Like, how you are they telling the people it's going to be fine, keep doing what you're doing, but, 
But you go behind the scene, it's feeling. But the fact that the manifesto should be a more legally binding uh, contract. Well, but have you ever looked at the manifestos and compared the two of them? They hold on, look hold on, hold on. Very similar. First of all, find me a manifesto. We don't find a manifesto. It, you get it uh, in a newspaper, online, Ooh. on the party website, Ooh. and then like during rallies, they probably and, like. Them out. And the other thing is, it's not realistic for what can happen in five years, right? Okay. Be just with general operation. No, it's not very. No, it's not very realistic. It's, it's realistic. just like pie in the sky dreams, right? So let me let back do right. It's like for certain things, right? In Saint Lucia, that happened. Just so you just for the two of you, DSH, right? As an example, oh, right? Boy. We need a whole episode oh, just on that, <laughs> right? Baby Jesus. But for for something like that, that you know, we had no idea. It was not in the manifesto, to my knowledge, right? Uh-huh. It was under we will improve you forth and bring back jobs. It's okay. very fine, very big. Right. Very, very big, very right? Big, these, 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 um, you know. Oh yes, jobs. Yes, you know. <laughs> okay. We will bring back the liveliness and jobs to right? the island. But okay, then, what does that mean? <laughs> but then, they start doing things, and then people, you know, we don't generally protest, but then people were actively protesting, actively trying to, you know, stop things, and then the people were just ignored, right? That mm-hmm. That's almost like a recurring theme, right? That That's happening. No. It's the like, government should never be able to just ignore the people. Because the people put the government there, yes. right? They should never be able to... And I think that's a major problem, is that politicians do not see themselves as servants of the people. Let me tell you they... that. Oh, that, part of that, our problem, part of our that, problem, we too soft in the Caribbean. Because when you see something that I, that I would have gone over somewhere in France, or the people would have been rioting, cars would have been burning in the streets. We need to do things like that, start burning things, make noise. Well, we're known for our, um, I guess, easygoing nature. So I guess I can't. Like, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Saint Lucians will, you know, came from like the the ship of like just chill slaves, you know, like versus the the ship of slaves that you know were from Haiti. Let me tell you last <laughs> the, Like those I tribes, like right I now, feel they would have killed me already because I would have been burning shit. I would have been running around like hell no, you're not getting away with this shit. That's like, the thing. I would have been burning things. That's the thing. You would go and burn things and you would be by yourself and everybody would watch you. So here's a perfect example. And whatever, were you talking about our experience um, as St. Lucians? So St. Lucians listening to the podcast will get this, but perfect example, Christopher Hunt. Boy. Right? Christopher Hunt goes out there and speaks his truth. The man screams at the top of his lungs and what the people are doing is wrong, wrong, right? And people, a lot of people agree with Christopher Hunt and they, they agree behind closed doors. Exactly. They will never openly agree. Exactly. And they'll watch the work that he's doing, right? They'll, they, agree. they'll, they'll watch the him for DSH. He, will, he went and stood in the roundabout across from government buildings and protest, protested by himself because he was like, I do not care. I am going. And they left him out there yeah. the by himself. Him. You know? Yeah, they'll have him like a bad man, but they'll be like, yeah, I agree with him. You know? Yeah, or, they'll, or you know, they'll maybe honk him on the side. Yeah, Christopher, you know, because I still feel we still have this mentality of just putting it into one, you know, person, 
right? But it's not put, put it to one person. We also have this thing where we are afraid of the government. But the truth is, the government that should be afraid of us, but because we put them there. The it's not that we are afraid of the government. That we are afraid of the um, we are afraid of the money. So especially if you have like. But the thing is, y'all, the government can only be afraid of us if we are together as one. And we're not. And we're not. We're all about this so that's why the government system. and the politics can just laugh at the people because it's like, oi, what them fellas going to do? Yeah, and, you know? until until police and firemen and nurses do start like striking. It's not oi, what them fellas going to do. <laughs> oh, they, they argue, hey, whatever, just go and throw some t-shirts with um, $500 in it, give them some barbecue chicken, Build some gutters in the community, they go shut up. Like, no. We, 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 we took it to forget. We must not forget. We must hold them accountable. So then yeah. at this point, right? Well, so why do we allow it? I think we don't know better. <laughs> I think everybody's just um, trying to survive. And that you is know? a bit of a good way, there, you know? Like... And the like, art of it, we don't know better. Yeah, and we underestimate our power. Yes. I think if we educate the voters, like truly educate them, maybe things will go a different, a but, different way. It'll be then, a little better. And then when you say educate the voters, right? Because there are voters that are much older than us, right? There are a lot of people who maybe don't even go out and vote, right? So... You know, the question is who sees themselves as wanting to be educated? And it's not only I want to be educated. I want to know if I can impeach somebody. I want to know if uh, if a minister is not but that's not, performing that's to my not standards, election can education. I about... That's not election education. That's the gov the system of government. But your that's constitution. What I'm we did all of that. They did education on all these things. But I guess those are things that should be fundamental in our all upbringing to be a but more yeah, informed society. Right? I need that's to know if a minister is not performing how he's supposed to perform to our liking. I can pull people together and say, hey, Guys, may not perform it. Everyone like, here, yeah, we agree. And we all come together. And maybe some oversight committee hold him. Or maybe next thing you know, some You want to put him in a Theresa May, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Serious. Because until these politicians have the fear of these things happening, they will never change. Act right. They'll never act right. But I, I think we just in a state of mentality where like we, we like to complain, but we don't like to do much about it. And I'll be the first to say that, you know, I probably in that state of mentality too. But like more and more I'm realizing that like we have to we have to do something about because it. it'll just be a yeah. cycle. I go to be honest. Over and over again of the same nonsense all the time. If I could, if Put I this person in power, they do this. Put yeah. that person in power, they do that. Like if you I know. was home, I go to be honest, I start a query. I, like I say this right now, I know I, I start a query. And, so and, like, and how could does, be a very violent one? I'm going to be honest with y'all. How does politics look going forward for people like us and in our age range? Um, the same people that were in power for the last like you know 20 years now getting to like that age where it's going to be tough for them to stay in power, and we making up the majority. People to get tough for them, they will stay in power. What you talking about? Mm -hmm. Unless one of them men die. Kill over tomorrow, it's gonna to be the same people running for the next how many years. 
Then they'll yeah, die yeah. and they'll pass on to the children. But what, what I'm saying is that, like, more and more, the number of people in society that are in our age range are increasing. Like, is like the last election, right? Like, or, or the last two or three elections, like people that were over, um, like, 30, right? Mm-hmm. Going up to, into that age, right? So now, like, like the voting age range of people who vote is now leaning into our favor. So, like, now is the time for us to enact change. Now is the time for people like us who sit down and talk about how things are not being done, etc. Now is the time for us to vote for that change. That, but that but to vote for the change is to have the people running that we believe in and want to see. Yeah, yeah, right? well, yeah but well, so now is the even... time where people are getting picked to do that. So now is the time where you have to but be... Involved. That's what I'm saying. It's, it, like you were saying, it has to not be one of those two parties. It almost has to be another one that actually makes sense. Be the coup. Well, I mean, if you're waiting for a party that will make sense and just be an independent party, then, like, we're going to be here a while. Listen, listen, Hela, I'm going to give you a radical radical point of view there. You know what I think also needs to happen? When you retire, you shouldn't be able to vote again. Mm, I I too radical. Listen to why I'm saying that. Listen to why I'm saying that. At this point, you retire... You were doing the. You, when you, you want to be, retire at forty, you want to retire at forty. That's fine, but when I retire at forty, I will not vote because I'm not contributing but you to pay, the working but, class but again. But you paying taxes, bro. Are I you using social something using to services? Something yeah. to change. You waiting for things? You you invested in the development of where you live, so that's that's a moot point. First, firstly, I think that one of the biggest changes. The community should decide who goes up to represent them for each party. Okay. That's the first thing. Okay. So if, like, like right now the elections, like what maybe two or three years away. So if there are five or six, because you, you, we only see that last candidate that's running for the community. But why don't we get involved in the process leading up to that? So I, there are usually four or five people that put their hats in the ring. And then the party decides who goes up for that community. Why don't we as the people decide who goes up for that community? Like, why is, why is that not a thing? Like, you know, like the primaries in the U.S.? Yeah, like, why, why, yeah, yeah. So we need a, a, a say in who represents our community. And we need a say in who is the prime minister or the leader of that party. Well, so my the, thing is, my thing so is... if you are a registered UWP voter or SLP voter, you should get to decide who leads your party, not the party elite. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, kind of to, I, I guess I'm agreeing with what Daddy is saying in that the community selects the person. And when I say the community selects the person, it could be 10 people run, put all 10 names on the ballot, and whichever of the 10 people get the most votes, that's the person that represents the community. End of story. Hmm. Don't let no party decide whose name going on the it's ballot. It's that one and that one. Even yeah. if the party gave. You know, even the party would freak out in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, maybe maybe let the party break it down to the the top five and then let, or, or the top three have a debate in the community. Let the people vote for who wants to do the most for the community, not just the party vote for who fits best in their party. And that's like, you know? and that's the thing, eh? The what you see in the political landscape is you either have 
uh, one party rally or another party rally. You never see the two people come to together. Exactly. So that's another thing. When the two people for opposing parties, or however many people for however many opposing parties, they should have a debate for every community. Every person that is going up to represent you for your vote should have to prove themselves in a debate. Yeah, More than one, in fact. Mm-hmm. And then you should debate the person on their policy and not some just name-dragging face. Yeah, like, no, I agree, because in, is in them because debate, right, you right now it's really just the community, eh? Exactly. Right because now, when, because I when, am your friend, this is the man in the T-shirt, yeah. and I can represent you best because that person did this. Yeah, because <laughs> when the old man in the, from the back of Denry in the hole come and ask you a question about his section of Denry, and you're looking at him like you don't know what he's talking about, what part of him yeah, that exactly. that tell me you don't know the community. You You're representing a community you don't even live in. Your mm-hmm. house not even built in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You That's don't a, even go there. The once, a, the once a week required. You only there. Well, the once a week required in the constitution office once a week you see a few people and then you oh. go about your business like that's that's not how it should be like like i don't know if you all have ever seen the the morris bishop um documentaries but um they had a really um that, that's grenada they had a really like you know different way of doing things basically everybody was involved in the running of the country in some way or form so even at the lowest 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 level like the community center um, of, of Denry or, or Cap Estate, right? People would go there, they would meet, they would talk about policies coming up, they would talk about things going up, they would give their votes, they would give it to their representative, and then he would bring it to the parliament and yes. say, okay, so this is what the people in my community are for, this is what they are for against, um, and this, this is what... That. Yeah, exactly. So everybody was getting heard from the 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 woman on the side of the road selling coconuts the fisherman and, and boat fig, the fisherman in his boat yeah. person selling green fig the person growing yam and dashing the person riding a bus all the way up to to somebody running their own business and and employing thousands of people so i think we really need to start bringing these kind of things back where the entire community is involved in um in running the nation not just um 17 people sitting in a in a room and and jesting each other mm-hmm. and and making jokes and and then going and drink afterwards. And that's the thing, right? The professionalism, right? A hundred percent lacking and not being a good example, you know, for what we want to see. You know, the kind of comportment that they have in Parliament is a joke, right? Like yep. that's even what... the recent <laughs> stuff to do with that minister that was caught right. on tape, right? Like, like, like. Why Why is that a thing? Like, you can do your thing on the side, but why, like, now people are like, well, you know, you didn't do anything wrong and this mm-hmm. and that. But as a minister representing the people, like, that should not be what you are doing on the people's dime, on the people's time. If you didn't do anything wrong, then Clinton should have stayed in power then. They should have impeached <laughs> my boy Bill. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, but Adani, I think, you know, to your point, you you know, we spoke about a lot of good points, but the fact of the matter is we've had these conversations multiple times with our friends and things, and the, the step is we don't research to go and see, well, how do we actually begin to change this, right? Like, if we wanted... Oh, to Vernon Singh, uh, a coup, Vernon Singh, no, a coup. No, because I think the the um the vision is that you'll get into politics when you're older, when you've lived your life 
and people know you. No, but I'm saying on the basic level of wanting to see debates in the community, like how do we as people, you know, yeah, how, do get, how, do, how do we get that change, yeah. right? How do we get that? Well, we should start forming committees or groups where we have the large numbers to kind of make that happen. Mm-hmm. Right. So a, a bunch of us get together and we kind of propose and, and even as a, even not if like many of us get together, but a small amount of us can get together with the media houses, with the various government, um, mm-hmm. the, the party leaders, that, that because the party has a leadership system that is not necessarily in power, but it's, you know, the people right, that run right. the election and whatever. So get in touch with these people, the, elect, the election committee, the electoral committee for um, our countries, and propose these ideas like, hey, like we the and even though we start a petition like at first like mm-hmm. we want to see these debates and if we do not get these debates then we are not putting our hand in the ring for either of you right and we are splitting the vote and it's up to you to basically take that risk that you might be on the right side of that split mm-hmm. <laughs> why don't we just write it in somebody that's not for either of your parties Mickey Mouse <laughs> Well, it, it, it should actually be somebody in the country. No? Yeah, we'll be writing somebody, and then now they they stuck holding they 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 holding they in shock. Like, oh my god, what do we do? We didn't win. Either of us won. Poor job, the electoral person. office going through that. It's a poor job, but if you write no, somebody it... and then put in enough for that person and they win, mm-hmm. what now? They have to listen it. Huh. All right, so um, I guess as we, I, I had one more question, eh, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and this is be one that you can think about. You might not want to answer this episode, but think about it. If you guys had to get into politics, what would you run on, and what kind of leader would you be? I think because I'm just okay with people and not well liked. Wow! <laughs> I would be a dictator. <laughs> I see Anushka going to carry this onto the grave. I'm letting you know I would be a dictator. I would get in and pass a mad policy to abolish the party system. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think Venan says that in theory, but I don't. I don't know. No, I would do it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm willing, I'm willing, I, think I think he would I, try. Whether I'm willing to be that sacrifice. I think he would be really progressive. You know, I think he he. If, I think if he saw things not going his way, then he'd go that way. But I think to start, he would try to be. Oh no! I there'd be a lot of kidnappings and stuff. Oh my god! There. Okay. So right don't vote for Venan. Mad kidnappings. Um, no, like I. You speak out against me. Boom! Kidnapped. God. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, People's Republic of China. Exactly. I think based on like just for for me Cut ties with the US immediately. Make friends with China. Okay Ooh. then, we're getting a bit far. Alright, Adani, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going. Okay, okay. Um I oh because I'm not so well liked, um and my pato is oh, trash. Lord. Oh uh, well yeah, that is a real problem there. <laughs> um I, I honestly could not see myself in the front end of it to say like I'm running for uh, this Mm-mm. or that. But I could definitely see myself potentially like in involved in a party or something like that as a or for a person as like a campaign strategist or or, yeah puppet master kind of thing um or even just 
probably working that, in public. That's sometimes the more important role, honestly. Well, you know, just I'd love to do things like help do the roadmap, right, for mm-hmm. where we're trying to go. But uh, if if I had to have influence in that, I definitely say digitization and modernization of the economy, right, yeah, is is the the main thing that's needed, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, I think first of all. And then give uh, they give our companies the the contracts. Digitization, <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, modernization, and also you see in the agriculture industry, I would force us to diversify. Yeah, like, because the food import the food import bill in the country is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we have agricultural land, yeah. what of that can we take to produce our own, yeah. we right? Land, we start producing mm-hmm. our you own know, food. how do you slice that up and dice that up so everybody has a piece of the pie yeah, and hop on the our people can Let's hop on the marijuana bandwagon too and react. But the thing is, even yeah. hopping on the marijuana bandwagon, <laughs> it's not everybody hopping on the marijuana bandwagon, right? Right? Like people, but, gonna, but I mean the country, the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The country no, about yeah, but I'm here. saying you know, we get it on this. people gonna start, like sending our marijuana places, mm, man. But know? even like people gonna have munchies, they gonna need to eat. Like let's okay. not make food. But the ancillary, <laughs> ancillary stuff you know? can. Let's let's be let's be a weed resort. Like you see, but you say even that, right? But like our country under this government, we've just been built hotels, hotels, more hotels, right? Like yes, tourism, but like do we even need to build a weed? Resort or allow the current no, resort no, no. We to have. We We're not building you. We just take yeah, one that's exactly. there. Tell them you, your thing. You're not weed resort now. Anyway, that's your whole thing. Though. But um, my my thing would be <laughs> parody. Yeah, that's your whole. Thing. <laughs> oh my god! And then people come here. They just come here to get high and relax. My thing would be first, just the general operation operational efficiencies. And as a as a stretch goal for innovation, digitization yeah, being the most. Why you keep cutting me off? <laughs> about um, no, but um, I think the the on an innovation stretch goal because that's the thing they don't break them out into stretch goals, right? Like mm-hmm. as a basis, I'm just trying to reduce our debt, but you know, as extra, I want to innovate in this space because from an operational efficiency standpoint things like healthcare like anyway Adani what's your platform um, my platform, I, I, very, I very much agree with you, Anushka. I think you'd make a good running mate. <laughs> um, like, like you were saying, like, I think we are not preparing our people for the future of where this world is heading, right? Stuff like the environment, stuff like digitization, stuff like in um, what we farm, how we farm it. Um, how we prepare our food, how we prepare our fuel, um, fossil fuel usage, like all these things. Like we are still in the 1980s when it comes to that kind of policy and how we think. Like we basically think we're going to have gas forever. We basically think banana is going to be the, the, the our crop forever. Hotels and, and tourism going to be how people make money forever. Like mm-hmm. that's the kind of thinking we instill in our people. And if you're not for that, then take your money and, 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 and go somewhere else in the Caribbean or go somewhere else in the world and, and live in somewhere fancy. But, you know, don't bring these high-end ideas to St. Lucia. So I think, for one, prepare from state kindergarten going forward. When If I would be elected, every child 
he's going to start learning coding. He's going to start learning how to be um, into technology or how to be into agriculture or how to be into some form of thing. And I would like to make the country self-sustainable as much as possible. So like you're saying, bring down our food bill, bring down our electricity import bill. Like um, Brazil does. Brazil almost runs entirely on its own fuel grown in country. Brazil is a much larger country, but that's just an example. Um, and then just just prepare our nation for the, the not just five years into the future, but 30, 40, 50, 100 years down the line. Like, where do we see St. Lucia going? Like, will we still be that like small island with coconut trees and half its population working in tourism? Or will we have... Like, you know, people developing apps and people developing AI and VR and video game studios. And, you know, people coming to St. Lucia for its leading university in technology on um, new fuels and new um, energy sources and space exploration. That's St. Lucia Space Force. SSF. SSF. Colonize the moon and Mars. Like you know, we have we need these thinkers. Well, but, but to the his, Adani, to his Adani, point, it's Adani. daring no, to dream. No, 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 I agree. No, I hundred percent agree. Just on the whole thing of um, alternative energy, that's all the sun we have in Saint Lucia. We supposed to be literally solar panels all over the place. All the sun they have in Viewfort. Okay. <laughs> alone, alone <laughs> in New York. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So to 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 end my point, like. I, I want to do, run on these factors and then I want to have from the community up to the parliament involved in making decisions. Mm-hmm. So before you let a hotel into a community, before you let a, a horse track into a community, these people get to vote. They get to give you their concerns. Well, because that, that happens all the time up here in the states, right? Even before the approval, yes. Vote, yes. I think a cost benefit analysis is to be done. I need to be this close to the people. What's it going to cost y'all? How are you yeah, going to see that's the problem. And then you need to sit down and they need to sit down and they need to decide well, is the is the benefit worth the cost? And then they come and vote and decide either they want it or they don't want it. You know yeah, how many exactly. old towns they have in Texas just alone mm-hmm. that staying old just because they have a council that decided, hey, this business that I want to come in here is not fitting with the our view, vision. our vision for the town. So we deny them and whatnot. We need that. We need that kind of control. But yeah. Anyway. So, so I think the the, the um, problem is with the government not being very transparent. So they do all these things because it's required that you do a cost benefit analysis for any project that you undertake in in government right now. But they're not releasing it to the people. And the only time we hear about it is when people like Christopher Hunt and other journalists actually, yeah, get their hands on when it. When they and dig and up. beg and fight to get it. Because yeah. even then, yeah. they have to do that. Remember that it. guy who was writing? Was it uh, the... He was a Rasta? Was it? the fl- What the... Something report? I, I don't know. But it, more or less, he had a blog and he was writing and putting things out online and his site got taken down and he was ostracized, you know, and, and all mm-hmm. of that kind of thing. Um, but I don't know. I think we just need more people doing that, yeah. right? And and more more young people getting involved. More of the, so, more, more, when I say young, I mean like 40 under, not 40 plus. Right. <laughs> yeah, getting involved, making decisions, even even running. Like, what is the youngest person in in parliament right now? Like, maybe 50s? Wow. I don't so know. how can somebody in their 50s and 60s 
plan 30 years ahead for our future they're not even going to see. No, when like, you have to pull your glasses down for you to look at your iPhone. Oh shoot. That's time for you to go. Yes. <laughs> All right. Go yeah, that's that's a- my anyway. Um that can be a whole other episode as yeah. well. Yeah. So <laughs> listeners, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Let us know. I know this was you know, focused on our experience, you know, as Saint Lucians looking back at our country and what needs to change. But mm-hmm. was this applicable for some of the things you're seeing in your country as well? Um because I think, you know, if we as Caribbean millennials, if we want to, you know, have that as our identity, our home and what it turns into, no matter where we live, um, you know, is, is still important to us. So I think how we get involved in, in politics, in governance, in the development of our countries, um, you know, now is the pivotal time for us to start understanding what that involvement for ourselves um, is. Yeah. Because we, we, just from this podcast, we could sit down and talk for hours on, um, you know, what we see and identify as the problems, right? But how do we, how do we take, take the next step? So let us know on social media, um, or if you want to email us, you know, or reach out to us individually and let us know what you think. Um, we'd love to kind of keep the dialogue going. So till next time. Have a good week, guys. Bye.